I was actually blessed by the Pope. I'll bring that up over and over again. There are pictures. Okay. You're blessed by the Pope. Yes, John Paul II. I'm not even joking. Whoa, holy shit. (laughs) I was a baby. We were in Italy, and all the nuns thought that me and my sister were real cute because we were. Wait, save it. Good evening, (laughs) and welcome to Back to Reality, a reality TV time machine. I'm Jordan, that's Alex. Alex. Uh, Okay, I just found out (laughs) Alex was blessed by Pope John Paul II. Tell us about it, Alex. Well, I was a wee bairn. Wee bairn. And I was with my sister. I might have been like one or two at the most and i was uh-huh. with my sister who was a little toddler at the time with like long curly red hair very cute the nuns took a liking to us you know sort of like crowd surfed us to the front of the line Whoa. and then i was kissed and blessed by the pope you got crowd surfed basically to the pope by nuns by nuns and i'm waiting for that to happen again <laughs> you're gonna <laughs> be waiting lifetime. a long time <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, that is. You my... never know, though. Like Francis is a cool guy. Yeah, he, by for all intents and purposes. I mean, except for this guy right now, which who knows? But you could. You never know. PJ two. PJ two was uh was was pretty well liked. So I'm... after he blessed you, were you like, thank you, Pope John Paul II? He goes, please <laughs> call me JP two. PJ. <laughs> oh. PJP. PJP. PJP two. El Duce. Jesus Christ. But yeah, so Literally. I've been waiting for that magic to kick in and I'm like, ugh, nothing's really happened. What like, what, what happens th- after you get blessed? Do you get a lot of money? Do you become Alex, like... think of this though. Okay. Oh, what would your life be like if you didn't get blessed? It could have been worse? <laughs> 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 what? <laughs> How? <laughs> How? Very God. privileged life <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. Uh, shout out to Pope John Paul II. Uh, can't wait for your uh, mixtape. Your next mixtape. Can't wait for you to be sanctified. Still looking for that miracle. Listen, we got some candles out. We're sitting on the floor. Tonight could be the night. Maybe that's what this was all about. We didn't really know why we sat down in a sort of seance configuration today instead of sitting at the table, but we thought, let's just do it. So maybe it was Pope John Paul II being like, now is the magic time. Yeah. We felt compelled to sit on the floor on pillows, crisscross applesauce. Yeah. Um, not Indian style, because that is horrible. Why did you even say that, Why did Alex? you bring it up? Because I that image of those words flashed through my mind and as you said crisscross applesauce. See, and I was like, thank God that he didn't. You see low-hanging fruit, and you say, hey. I'm going to let that one go. Not this time. And I say, <laughs> let me at it. <laughs> Wait, I have to discuss it. I have I to talk to about it. I need to bring this up. Someone has to. Yeah, otherwise. And that person is, I guess, me? I don't know. If not you, who? If not now, when? Isn't that what Britney Spears says? Uh, yeah. That's what she said to herself in the mirror when she shaved her hair off. See? Low-hanging fruit. Stop putting it in front of me, yeah, it Alex. It doesn't even connect, though. Uh, it's just associations. Hey, you know what else doesn't connect? The segue Kelly into Survivor. to her alliance. Shut up. Because this episode, we watched season one, episode ten. Crack in the alliance. <laughs> There's seven days left. Seven We're on left. day 28. And they open with... Um, no, wait. There's seven people left. Right. Sure. I can't read my notes because we're in a very dimly lit room. <laughs> Just hold it up to the candle light. Right. Um, <laughs> Why did we choose this? One thing that I wrote, though, is that the opening music was very much reminiscent of the main theme from Spirit, Stallion of the Cimarron. <laughs> I the wind come <laughs> Good. What? <laughs> Sorry. 
That is a movie about a horse, and it was a great movie, and it always makes me cry. And uh, it's not Disney, though. I don't it's think it's not. It's DreamWorks. I think so. It Maybe. was like one of the like like the Anastasia esque. I think or, that was Dream, DreamWorks was DreamWorks, always coming yeah, in like right behind probably. Disney in those but things, weren't they? The point is, really great mm-hmm. music on that soundtrack about horses, and then they sort of had the same. Um, what's it called? No, not that that one. Not that one. It was the same like phrase musically in the beginning. Are you talking about the uh, beautiful sunrise music on the beach? Yes, that was. Yeah, it was very beautiful. Yeah, it really took me back, and I felt really like. It was. uh, It was a nice way. There's a lot of Brian Adams in that. That. Oh, that's right. It's a like all Brian Adams soundtrack, right? Mostly, and then like probably a little bit of like. Disney was like, listen, guys, Phil Collins is doing Tarzan. It's not Disney. Well, but Disney said, come at us, DreamWorks. Oh, and they right. were like, you don't have don't Elton John. Worry. You don't have, yeah. <laughs> we got Brian Adams to come in here. And you know what? He really did uh, find his way in that. I mean, it's no uh, Prince of Egypt, but. What could be? What what could, could why would you bring that up as something to compare it to? That just seems really rude. Listen. That just seems, that just seems really rude. Because, there is but, no, gold- no, no, I'm not finished. <laughs> How dare you? Okay, if we're comparing, like, uh-huh. Why would you do that? It's like comparing Christina Aguilera to... Not Christina Aguilera. You yeah. see, it's hard. It's once hard. The, once or, Christina or, Aguilera exists, or, no, it's no, no. hard. Comparing <laughs> Cher to Christina Aguilera in burlesque. Like, why oh. would you do that? They're two different sounds. One is a legend. One is just like very vocally more... Better. Uh, okay. But that's just not a fair comparison. <laughs> like, I, I don't know. One has good hair. The other don't. one is... Don't. Because I don't even want to know which one you were talking about. Oh, you caught me before I could <laughs> say it. Um, which reminds me, it's day 28. And Stop trying to keep me on track. <laughs> it's funny that you're bringing I'm up... i peacock. Uh, I gotta be set free. I gotta fly. It's funny you bring up all these uh, beautiful uh, female uh, vocal mm. powerhouses. Because I wrote, when you were talking about Stallion to Cimarron, I, was talk, I wrote down some rants about Celine Dion. Because I was thinking that my heart will go on. Once again, low-hanging fruit. Today, 28. Oh, God. God, we're already off track. Let's get into this. Sue has a vendetta against Jenna because she's been hanging out with Kelly. These are the beginning rumblings and foreshadowings of what is to come in the Kelly-Sue relationship. And the saga. The way in which Sue becomes vindictive and like vengeful is pretty uh, um, terrifying in a lot of ways. We see the start of it in this episode and like we only can guess where it's going. We know where it's going because we've watched it. But at this point you can already tell like, oh, shit's going to hit the fan. There's this like, I'm going to get ahead of myself. Yeah, so we'll catalog this as we go through, but it it mounts in a very disconcerting way. One thing that's funny is at the start of this, Sue is just talking about how much quieter and nicer it is Mm -hmm. without Jenna around. But the way she's celebrating the nice, peaceful, quiet is just by ranting and talking to anyone who will fucking listen about how nice it is that Jen isn't there. In the beginning, too, you have like Colleen and Jervis being like, yeah, it's like hard when one other person goes. But they're the ones on the raft with Sue dragging Jenna after she leaves being like, yeah, she wouldn't shut up. I can't believe she made it this far. Blah, blah, yeah, blah, everyone's blah. shitting on Jenna yeah. so hard. Yeah. And when she, arrives, when she arrives at council, it's like she's heard all of this. Yeah. <laughs> like her face is like, mm. yeah, she knows. The producers um, tell them everything. Are you kidding me? I hope so. Sean and Jervis 
are still in the is they or ain't they in an alliance <laughs> type of thing. Well, Sean is still like an alliance denier, which makes no sense to me. He's like, yeah, well, you know, there might be an alliance, but he probably there. He doesn't want to hurt someone's feeling by, you know, coming in too strong with like accusatory language of alliance. But also, like, I'm getting a vibe of like conspiracy theorist from Sean. Ah. Because he's so like against what's in front of him and he's making up all these like crazy excuses of why everyone who has left has left from four votes. Right. And it's like the evidence is in front of you, dude. The Denver International Airport is the capital of the New World Order. It was built. There's an underground city beneath it. What? There's no reason why it should be so far outside of the city it was built. Did you know that the barbed wire surrounding that airport faces inwards? Open your eyes. I did not know any of that. I will. Just look Next at time the mur- murals. I, I can okay, show you I will. some literature. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So that's kind of the vibe I'm getting from Sean is sure. what I'm trying to say. Uh-huh. And then you have like Jervis saying, you know, I'm a smart guy. I can see things when they're happening. And I was like, that was like the the death knell. <laughs> I, know, I was man. like, oh, God. <laughs> there were a couple times we turned to each other and we're just like, well, Jervis is going. <laughs> there he goes. There he goes. Um, you also have... Speaking of hypocrites, we have Colleen critiquing Sean. He doesn't know that it's a game. I don't understand why he's playing this way. It's a game. He needs to start waking up to this. And I was like... Of all the people, yeah. <laughs> Colleen, the last episode, spent like probably a good two hours in like a baobab tree uh, <laughs> telling them about how she thinks alliances are for the the, the sick, twisted minds of... Mm-hmm immoral people and then here she is being cool well i mean (laughs) that's that's leaves us with rich who's like i really think it's funny that everyone's decided to start plotting and strategizing (laughs) now just cracking himself up yeah because he has just complete control over everything but he's also like kind of butthurt about he says he thinks kind of jervis was the one who led the drive to get three votes against him in the last tribal council so he's doing the when in fact it was Colleen when it yeah it was Colleen it wasn't but you know Jervis is the other man so it must have been him mm-hmm. you know what I mean yeah um, I don't know what you mean is that something <laughs> that happens where men believe other men are like more capable implicitly implicitly you could absolutely implicitly trust yeah. me um, and so he's doing another no fish for you <laughs> great <laughs> these notes are really yeah Sue um. Oh, yeah. She's playing the dumb redneck. She's talking about that. She says that I'm playing vulnerable, I'm playing dumb, and that has led me to be the person uh, that Rich confides in. And so he tells me how he's going to burn everybody and thinks I'm just like, oh, yeah, okay, ha, ha, ha. And then she turns around and she's like, yo, <laughs> fuck this. She's and like, she's, yo, Kelly, guess what I just heard? Yeah, she's like, Kelly and I are going to burn him at the end. And she's, I, the way, the personalized nature of this, she's like, I want it to just be us doing it to him. So that kind of leads us then to uh, how Sue and Kelly's relationship has gone beyond alliance, at least in Sue's eyes. I think also in Kelly's, where mm. Sue starts talking about how the last she lost her friend, her best female friend, sounds like her only female friend, yeah. died kind of suddenly like 30 years earlier. And she really hasn't had like another female friend in her life. 20 years earlier. 
tw- okay, 20 years earlier. Uh, and she hasn't had another female friend in her life until Kelly. Yeah, and she's like, we're sisters and we connect yeah. on this level and I trust her 100%. Implicitly. Stop. <laughs> miss me with that um <laughs> all right i will <laughs> i'll stop i'll stop yeah and so the fixation starts to become apparent the yeah. the 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 high stakes for kelly in this relationship that she has created with somebody in nary i don't know what, it's less than a month yeah it's 28 days that yeah. this is all happening yeah but Granted, it's 28 days they've spent every waking hour together. Sure, so. and being in this type of heightened circumstance, I understand. But, yeah. Seems just, like it's freaking her out a little bit. Maybe, and like we keep on having to remind ourselves that Kelly is 22. Yeah, that is crazy. She's um, only 22 doing this. And she's like solid and mature and everybody keeps on mentioning that, but there is a push-pull within herself. And like, mm-hmm. what type... I don't know, it's just... Uh, Sue also talks about how they, they have like a lot in common or they shared a lot together, but I don't, how much, yeah. I mean, that's, to be fair, I have a lot, a lot of older friends that are like decades, decades older than I am and we mm-hmm. get along quite well and we connect on things, but. But can you imagine the pressure that must be on you if all of a sudden one of those. You're their one and only type thing. Like, yeah. You are my only friend that I have. Yeah. And, and I've been through so much life and died. Yeah. yeah. And I need you to be all of this for me yeah. now. That's a lot. So much. That's a lot. Um, so we get a tree mail, but it's a bit of a head fake because it's not the immunity challenge. It's a cigar and a roll of papyrus <laughs> <laughs> declaring that Jervis has had a son. Last name is we had a baby pizza boy. Gunner. Gunner. Gunner Peterson. Gunner Peterson, who grew up to be a trainer to the celebrities and to the stars. Is I that real? He's a trainer for the Kardashians. No way. <laughs> I don't think it's his son, maybe, but there's a guy named Gunner Peterson. I hope it is. I hope that there's like a uh, uh, like a 20-year-old son of a survivor contestant that trains all of the Kardashians. Oh, my God. <laughs> That would be so good. Yeah. So we kind of get to find out a lot about Jervis's personal life when this happens, because all of a sudden everyone's super interested in what's going on yeah, at home. You know, they have nothing else to talk about. Yeah. And it's like, you just had a fucking kid and you're here. Let's hear all about your family. Yeah. Because so we got like, to see his daughter in the yeah. um, video message prior to this. So Kayla, light of my life, apple of my eye, best thing that's ever existed. Continue. Sorry. Wipe in the face. Oh, I love the tears. Don't show, don't show weakness. I love her so much. Uh, he's got two... Kids, kids from a previous, from a previous relationship. relationship. Yeah. And then Kayla is his current girlfriend's... Carmela. Carmela's daughter from another relationship also. Really? I thought it was his. No, so Gunner is there first together, I think. Okay. I think that's what he said. I don't... Yeah. I thought well, it was two and two. Either his. way, either way, this is his fourth kid. Mm-hmm. Um, and we also find out that... Since, you know, they're not married, it's actually, there's they've been kind of going through a rough patch, mm-hmm. and he's been really trying to work things out with her because he does want it to be a serious long-term relationship. Sure, but they if, have things they want to cover before they commit. Exactly. 
um, which nowadays sounds like a completely fucking rational reasonable yeah thing co-parenting to do. is the way to go apparently nowadays but back but in 2000 back 2001 or whatever people have a oh lot to say about God. it especially Rudy oh, obviously of course Rudy has some fucking Gives sound bites our first this. gem which is i'll agree with abortion uh but not having a child out of wedlock he was talking about in his day you yeah. know if a woman got pregnant she would disappear She'd <laughs> and come how back. that was fine <laughs> yeah um god yeah He's such a fucking homesteader. I just keep... Yeah. Like, what world did he grow up in? It's just... Well, he grew up in World War Two world. Yeah. That's... Oh, my God. Because later he talked... I mean, I guess we'll get into that. Well, yeah. I mean, why don't we do it now? It doesn't matter. It was just like yeah, a segment. So later on, he brings up another thing, which I don't remember when it happens, but he talks about how, like, you know, marriage out of wedlock is kind of the reason... America, everything's wrong with America. Half of America, he said. Half of America. Mm-hmm. I missed that yep. very important word. Wow. Um, he said that, I guess during that time, in his estimation, they were blaming the school systems for not being able to teach the kids um, correctly or appropriately or appropriate behavior. And he said, well, it starts at home. It starts with a family. You need a family unit. Family is super important. And for just a brief moment, you're like, oh, maybe he's going to make a good point. That family support is important for a child's development. But then he comes at you with fucking... Because you got to hit him sometimes. You gotta, yeah, you got to have someone at home hitting him on the head. Right. And you're just like, oh, there it is. Well, I think once again, this is interesting for me anyways, just because of contextual reasons. Him having to watch this shift where the nuclear family doesn't matter as much yeah. and doesn't hold as much power and like all these different social changes and now that's the easiest thing and in his mindset and probably logically that is the truth like his world has changed in his estimation for the worse even though it's just progress in some uh fashion but he's like things are different now because there's not a family unit and like yep yep and then like you're not wrong you're just like wrong it is different but i wouldn't yeah i wouldn't say that waiting to marry somebody before you're sure or before you think that you can make each other happy. The problem is where he starts equating it to like the reason there's everything wrong with America exists, which he's kind of like intimating. He's like, that's the problem with America. Well, it's you like know, the he's like a MAGA the... dot, like fucking dude now, make America great again. Yeah, because like course. since that point, like when it was a man, <laughs> and I said to Jordan, I was like, he's probably somebody that's like never held his kids or said I love you yeah. to them, but he's blaming this man for wanting to be able to have a like a, a working relationship with his partner who's the mother of his child yeah like come on dude you're like wow it just matters about the structure like i just um, he's so many men i know are like this where they're so fixated just on the decorum and the tradition even without taking accountability for the ways in which they um are detrimental and like yeah you know what actually i have no more to say on that you nailed it cool i don't even know what else i could add Next, we got tree reward mail reward challenge, bitch house, and the reward is a pizza. You a get pizza. A, not just any pizza, a slice of pizza flown oh, in uh, by helicopter. A warm slice of pizza flown in by a helicopter, <laughs> which they kept on saying. <laughs> it was almost like they were saying over and over again, "Oh, we spared no expense. Spared no expense. Money's no object. Flown it in by a helicopter. Spared no expense. One." Slice of pizza, mind you. One slice, guys. Not even a whole pizza that they flew in. One slice. And a phone call home. And On the, a Sony Ericsson satellite phone. They were very brand placement all over this place. I mean, it was teeny. 
It was, it was a small little really, flip phone, yeah. so that was really. Um, but the reward challenge is set up thusly. It is about balance and speed. There are three levels to this, mm-hmm. and it's an apparatus sort of set up in the water. It's bamboo sticks. Basically, they have to do balance beam challenges. Mm-hmm. And the first rung, you have all the space in the world for people to go through. Um, and if you fall off, then you're out. The next rung, or the four people that got there fastest, which happened to be Jervis, Sean, Richard, and Sue. So the people that dropped out the first time were Colleen, Kelly. Mm-hmm. I thought Sean dropped out the first time too. Doesn't really matter at the end of the day. The 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 thing that I didn't realize at yes, first, because they don't really show it well. I didn't either, yeah. Is that the bamboo isn't really like locked down. It's like between two pegs. So it's got like about an inch of roll in either mm-hmm, direction. Mm-hmm. And so at first you're like, oh, that looks really easy. And it's not to like the second round they show you a close up of it and you're like, oh, yeah, damn. Like later on in Survivor, they have these structures really well made. But this yeah. was kind of a shoddy. Not even that, but it was just like kind of intentionally. I yeah, probably, I think but so. It lo- it's Hopefully. way harder than yeah. what you think it's going to be. So second round, Sue goes out. Mm-hmm. And then By like a second. Yeah. They all make it across, but she just doesn't get there yeah. fast enough. And then they have Jervis and Richard on the final leg, and there's only one pole to walk through. So they each get an attempt to do it, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, but if Jervis, who got there first, um, falls off, then it's Richard's go. But Jervis, of course, does not, and he wins the challenge and gets a phone call home so he he's got his eyes on the prize the whole time yeah <laughs> like, jesus man he shares his pizza with everybody which that is nice. nice they all get a little bite and then they play, he's like uh, they play ride of the valkyries yes which we were it. debating when if, the when the helicopter flies in like these are the things they spend money on paying for those music rights and the helicopter itself I would not put a them. <laughs> they could have just got a slice of pizza and had jeff if jeff probst walked up to you with a slice of pizza do you care that a <laughs> helicopter brought it there first? No, no I'd just be not. making strong eye contact with him yeah. while I ate the pizza. I would give him a bite and he'd be like, no, 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 I'm off carbs. And I'd be like, Jeff. I'd give him a little pepperoni thing and I'd just like hold it up and he'd eat I'd it out of my hand. I'd put the pepperoni one piece in my mouth. And I'd go, oh, just Lady in the Trampa. <laughs> I'd Lady in the Trampa slice of pepperoni with him. That And would... like our lips wouldn't touch, but we'd both know. I'd do it and then as he was trying to pull away then i just go for it totally fine and then and i like, touch his spaghetti hair <laughs> I, I, after the season he gets plugs or something yeah it's he fine. totally does that hairline is like saved like lebron all right <laughs> so um obviously jervis is gonna call uh carmella and see how the baby's doing but it's like 3 a.m in yeah. new jersey so they wait till the next morning so uh it's day 22 the next morning uh we get a nice little voiceover of rudy saying how you know he's after this is over he's never gonna see these people again and that's how it's he not wants a it. voiceover it's him standing in front of everybody else oh, at right. camp saying right. it directly to camera and just feeling like, i'm never gonna and that's what i want and um, they're all pain in the ass then it's the women once and again talking about rant. jervis um but they're all getting water i suppose and the women are like yeah they they sort of at this stage see the um the positives of him trying to work to be a better partner with someone and that it's not like he's yeah. leaving kids everywhere he's just they trying to make sure get it like right yeah in 2001 so it's not gonna be it's not 
so the fact that it was a while ago and people weren't as like enlightened or woke or whatever mm-hmm. is not an excuse for these dudes. No. Like Richard had such a condescending way of talking about this. Well, the he funny such thing like is a- Richard should have been standing up for him so more, so much more than he was because obviously he has a son. Mm-hmm. He is either raising his son on his own or has, has a, partner. a partner or has an still- ex-wife or something. And so he understands he, what it must be like to raise someone in a non-traditional, in a non-traditional environment. environment. Yeah. So he should have been. Well, the thing is, he said so much of nothing. He just saw, he uh, did, sat yeah. down on his ass and sort of rehashed the information, provoking other people's thoughts, which is classic, classic Richard. Classic fucking But the Richard. women really got it, and I was happy about it. Especially even Sue's like, I don't agree with it. It's not what I would do, but like, whatever. Classic Midwestern uh way of looking at something yeah you know it's <laughs> i wouldn't have made that choice but oh well <laughs> yeah like, sorry about it um so before we get into the immunity challenge we have some time dedicated to the turbulent state that kelly is in yeah she's having real uh a real change of heart going on I, this was really cool editing wise and really cool just in general. The tension that was being built before mm-hmm. immunity was like a really cinematic experience. We had a couple. Se- Kelly is so good for the sound bites. Yeah, I don't is. know if she's getting fed this shit or if it's just coming off the top of her head. Like some of these things that she said could be the byline for a survivor. Mm-hmm. My favorite was it's not about surviving the elements, it's about surviving yourself. <sighs> and I was like, Damn, do they put that in like the TV guide? They should have. They should have. Yeah. From so, here on out, that's what people are going to be thinking. Yeah. Except not because then the well, show changes. Yes, they do change. But yeah, she talks about how she feels like Luke Skywalker going mm-hmm. to the. And everyone's like, ah, oh, ha, ha, ha. But I'm like, she's 22. This is great. Um, and then, of course, I was like, Kelly should have won. Kelly should oh, win. She should fucking win. She talks about making a deal with riches, making a deal with the devil. Yeah. You know, she's just, she's really like. And she's on it. She's like, I don't want to, I have to let him think that I'm still one of his followers. I would, there was a point where I, where she was thinking to sort of just like openly be defiant of him, but she said that she was glad she didn't. So now she just sort of like leads him on to believe that things are still good. And, and it works an, for the most part. It's also important to note that this whole time during all these confessionals, she is working on something. <laughs> she is sewing. She's always like <laughs> sewing or fixing something or doing like a cross stitch. Like the girl doesn't stop. Yeah. She's she's immense. Yeah, she's I, admirable, uh, admirable in a lot of ways, I think. Hey, let's go kayaking. Can't wait for you to come home, Oh, Kelly. crazy. Let's go kayaking. Do you think they break up immediately as soon as she comes back? Actually, fun fact about Kelly is uh, later on in life, she is now traveling the world with a younger, very fit, heartthrobby uh, other Survivor contestant from years later. And the nature of their relationship is up for grabs. She has a baby, um, but I, I forget what Malcolm, this, guy's, this kid's name is Malcolm. I think he's in his early 20s. By now, and she's at least something twenty years. She's oh, in her forties. Wow! Yeah, and she's like doing her thing and traveling, and she has a blog and shit. And so she. So who really won Survivor? I mean, <laughs> I mean uh, Malcolm is very cute. Oh Anyways. man! Uh, immunity. Yeah, we get our immunity tree mail, which is a tiki torch. So it was a simpler time. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's that. and Richard tries rapping. Richard tries to wrap the clues about the flickering flame. It's getting in the main. Having a lot of time. He reminds me of any time, like any president that 
has been white, which is all. <laughs> <laughs> it reminds me of like those few times when there's been a white. <laughs> <laughs> there's very few times when there's been a white president. No, it kind of reminds me of like Hillary Clinton, like clapping to I'm oh. every woman or like whatever it was. When we are the all, world or something. When the Democrat inevitably has to go to a black church yes, service. <laughs> yes. And there's like a. Oh my god, it was so fucking funny. And because just like the sync just just the pacing of that, just the beat that he chose. He's like da 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 da. I was like, you are Hillary Clinton doing anything. <laughs> oh god, it rest was in great. peace, Hillary Clinton. Um, um Huh? She's not dead. I actually just watched listened to rather a podcast where she wouldn't stop talking about her book, but it was also very humanizing and I Okay. I I won't give her a high five. It's double high five high ten hey she's talking about how everybody comes up to her and like hugs and cries she like she's starts like crying sick of it and she's like now i have to take care of these people's emotions <laughs> <laughs> this bitch needs comforting i'm sorry did you lose a presidential election have to call donald trump and be like congratulations oh you did you have to stay with bill clinton okay anyways. oh my god can you send me that I'll i will put the... no she never said that but you could tell oh. like she was like yeah and people come up to me looking for like hugs and things and i have to be strong for them and i was like i can hear the fatigue in your oh voice god. mama like yeah. i'm so sorry the articles about how she didn't put on makeup <sighs> day 29 Ugh. the immunity challenge is fire building they have three minutes to collect driftwood on the beach and then they all have to go out with their torches to light their flames there are other torches like a little further back into the water they go like that they come back they build their fire and there is a yarn or a string at the top of their fire pit that if it's burned through a flag will raise and they will win immunity um, one of the things I would like to note is that I thought it was kind of bullshit because the water wasn't even that, do you know what I mean? Like the water level was just like to their waist so they could still run on the I beach. They never had was, to swim. I think it was it. more just like, it's hard to run in water. Sure. It would have been more interesting to see them have to swim with yeah, a maybe. lit torch. That would have been much harder. Right. And then so it Jervis would've... would have been even more fucked than he actually was yeah. because he had the strongest lead. And then when he got to his torch, he couldn't get it lit because he was too fast. He was too fast. He wouldn't like take the time to make sure the fire was going. He kept turning around. And, oh, fuck. It went out. Go back. Oh, I got it. Turn around. No, fuck. Well, then maybe the swimming thing would have been slight leveling of the playing field where not everybody would be able to but he would have done even worse because he would have been drowning okay well if he already lost anyways <laughs> true, right. um but yeah so i wasn't really keeping that many notes on this um, i wasn't either because uh, the only it was thing, really pretty it was it was like golden hour mm -hmm. it was, the sun was like mm -hmm. starting to set towards the end of it it was really nice uh, also, like the the firelight on Rich's face when he was like, he's so pretty. He's his such rope a pretty man, yeah. And just like the look of happiness and like mania on his face was quite priceless. I thought it was when very he, Lawrence of Arabia. It was. I don't know if it you've seen that so movie, Lawrence but it was so Lawrence of Arabia. El Lawrence. Oh, that's such a good movie. It's, it's so long, guys, so but go good. and watch it if you I, care. I watch it about once a year, and I usually have to do it in two sittings. Are you serious? I watch it like. 
once a year as well. Okay. Yeah. Didn't know but, we shared this in common. Also, I love oh, I, Omar Sharif. Anyways. Oh my God, me too. When he first shows up, all in black, yes. in the, on that stallion. Yep, yep. And he's talking about the man who stole spirit, his water. Stallion of the Cimarron. Oh, spirit. Stallion. This is a really <laughs> uh, horse, horse-centric <laughs> episode, isn't it? It's all it? about them horses. I Omar you fear them or you love them. Dr. Zhivago, how do we feel about that? Um, because I never got as into Doctor Zhivago. It was too love story. Yes, for but me. did you read the book? No, I didn't. I didn't uh, read. No. It. no, um, the book was much more um classist in a sense. So that was where a lot of they, the interest for me came from. They do put a lot of that into the movie, yeah, which they is do. nice. Those moments are my but favorite. But I still feel like like when they're looting that apartment building. Yes, yes. And I find love. Oh man, he's so good. good. I mean, he's a horrible person. Speaking of like eyes, also speaking of Richard's crazy maniacal eyes, Omar Sharif has the craziest, most intense eyes in the world. He can look at you and like freeze you on the spot. It's intense. And also, just like your clothes will come off (laughs) (laughs) me. Oh man, so many powers. And and Alan Guinness Guinness is uh, oh or Alec Alec Guinness. Obi-Wan Kenobi is the, like, tribe leader that Omar Sharif and L. Lawrence have to go convince to, like, give them resources. Those scenes are so good, and then I have to remind myself... Of how horrible they actually are. It's a white guy in... Now, that's a name I've not heard in a long time. Richard wins immunity, much to his delight. He's so happy. Yes. And that's uh, all we have to say about that. Yeah, he does it. Um, well, then the next day, day 30, Jervis is just like, Rich is pissing me off. He's walking around. He's so arrogant because he has immunity. <laughs> and of course he is. He's like, I've got everyone eating on the palm of my hand. The only reason anyone could ruin my plans is by voting me off tonight, basically. He can't. And you can't yeah. now. So fuck y'all. <laughs> Yeah. This is where the I'm a smart guy, I see things comes yeah. into play <laughs> with Jervis. So then we get this fun little thing where Jervis and Colleen, in an effort to be relevant on the show, Hey-o. are are um like duct taping targets onto their shirts for tribal council and they decide they're gonna have new nicknames. Jervis is gonna be called Bullseye nope. and Colleen is gonna be called Sitting Duck. What is Jervis gonna be called? You're right. Oh. <laughs> And then the other. Well, no, I thought uh, it was oh. he. He so yeah, he was gonna call himself Bullseye, but then also on the, later on we see on the back of his shirt it says Target. Oh yeah, he did write. Tar- so see, that's the reason he got he got kicked off. He's a flip flopper. Oh damn, <laughs> damn, damn. Same with John Kerry. <laughs> Finger on the pulse, Jordan Skinner. This just in political <laughs> news with Jordan Skinner. Relevant political news. Oh, we're gonna recap the election for you it's john <laughs> Kerry versus george w bush oh god why did i think that was a good <laughs> so joke <funny>. to make? <laughs> uh, wait no john Kerry versus yeah george, george w. Yeah, you, got it. you got it <laughs> you nailed it i was like did he against Listen, obama you nailed it okay um so everyone's trying to flip kelly and it's really the right decision to make super cute but they're um, just doing a real bad job of the it. thing is who is it Maybe it was Colleen or maybe it was Jervis. I don't. I don't, can't give a shit right now. But uh, they said, you know, Sean wants to make an alliance, but only if Kelly says yes. And I was like, oh, that's so interesting. How quickly things change, Sean again? How quickly things change? Of course. Like what the fuck, I, Sean? I, 
Uh, he just has no. Mm, anyway, so there's a big storm, a brewing, mm-hmm. and it's uh, you know, it's a motherfucker, and it shows up, and and it's a lot of rain and such. And so they don they <laughs> don their their survivor their survivor brand raincoats, and they march off like to tribal Paddington council, Bear. like Paddington Bear. <laughs> so cute. So here's what. The beautiful. Oh wait! Wait, it's just Rich has his eyes, uh, his sights oh, on Kelly, and yeah. he's like Rich hasn't is... decided what the consequences are going to be. I think there's a reason that Sue and Rich find some sort of kinship, whether or not each of them believe it's true and authentic. It's because yeah. they hold grudges, and um, they're... they're far more similar than they are different. Truly, I mean, truly, they're both master manipulators, and yeah. they both, to varying degrees of success, uh, play dumb. Mm-hmm. Uh, in order to get one over on people. So uh, I also, to to tag onto that, what Rich says is, because he's like, yeah, obviously Kelly's kind of straying from the path a little bit, and uh, we haven't decided what the consequences will be. <laughs> we. We haven't decided yet. <laughs> we. Hmm. Yeah. He's just so confident in himself. <laughs> Well, and you know, reason to be reason to be. He's mm. got it all on lock. And then we're in tribal council and Jordan has all the notes. OK, I took him down. <laughs> so uh, first thing Jeff asks is of Sean and he asks, uh, how do you feel about the whole alphabetical voting system? Do you think that's that worked? Do you regret like, doing it? I have it? to ask. <laughs> I have to ask because the producers are making me. And he says, uh, you know, I was devastated when it ended up getting someone off and everyone, uh, you know, implored me to to vote my conscience instead of uh, doing this Being blah, blah, bitch. blah. And he's like, and, you know, in the words of, uh, you know, in the words of Sue, I <laughs> just really you gotta, right listen, hey, it just comes out of me. I don't even know. She said you got to get some balls, you know. You gotta get the balls, Sean. Jeez. <laughs> I have to take a breather after that one. Uh, next, he asks Kelly. So, uh, Kelly, what's your strategy? I thought and she was like, "Is there an alliance?" No, he's like, he's like, "What's your strategy for voting? What, what, what's your choice?" And she's mm-hmm. like, "Oh, you know, it's whoever's pissing me off." Please ask someone else another question because oh I'm... Kelly I thought you said Sue okay no yeah okay. and then Sue well because then he asks Colleen he's like well how about you Colleen and she's like um I'm sorry actually my name for this evening is a sitting duck and I'd pr- appreciate if you called me sitting duck and she said something after that but I was so bored by her shtick basically that I didn't write it down she said she's like I'm just waiting it's whatever and I was like how can you be so smug knowing that you played a game where you went you got yourself nothing in this game you did nothing to get yourself in a position of power where you wouldn't just be waiting but now you're acting as though it's everybody else's fault it's the same thing that you as got with here fucking BB where they're like right. going out with whatever you're they're like, dignity it's intact. not even my fault and like i'm just waiting now because it's like they did the mean thing you're we're basically like, quitting they're so mean like they put they were in a, like an alliance together and then like they're like totally gonna vote me off next and i'm just like so like yeah. so angry at them and it's i was like f- you did nothing you did nothing to help your circumstances she never tried and then when she did everything fell apart so like the whole thing remember we talked about sean saying yes if kelly said yes so Jervis and they just blah. couldn't get to and Kelly. And then they couldn't like, get it together. And they there was no follow-up. 
They could have gotten Sue off, and then Richard would be on a fucking island. Or at least Rudy. I don't think Kelly would have gone for Sue, but Rudy. So Rudy, yeah. They would. It would have been huge. Yeah. Um. But then he asks Sue, and Sue just like fucking lays it out. Like she's been lying this whole time and playing coy, but this she just goes. America was built on alliances. (laughs) Churches are alliances. No, she says when people give presidents money. She goes, when the lobbyists lobbyists, give money to presidents, you think they don't expect something in return from them? You think that they don't think that they owe them something? Yeah. You know, when when people join a church, maybe they don't believe in God, but they're doing it because maybe they're they're an insurance salesman and they just want to sell life insurance to a couple more customers for networking or whatever. And it's like the whole thing is this diatribe on... Almost the same way Rudy does the whole thing about the broken family is ruining America. She mm-hmm. does the whole thing trying to make alliances seem real. Um, Which... And everyone was like, um, okay. <laughs> and then he asks... feels like a reach. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. And then he asks Rich, so Colleen says there is an alliance. And Rich goes, hmm. Is there? I'm. I'm. Don't. Um. And they let him get away with it. <laughs> he goes. Well, then. Uh, I don't know if there is an alliance. Then, Rich, how would you maybe from the outside try and break it down? Which I thought was a really good question, because obviously he knows he's the leader. Blah blah blah. He's like, Are you gonna tip your hand? And he goes, oh, Who knows? There's many ways to do it. If I was, you know, I don't know who's in the alliance. So obviously, if I knew, that would help me figure out a way to break it down. It's just Was like I gone for this portion of the episode. Yeah. Okay. You I'm... evaporated. Well, I went to but, a different uh... plane. And after that, after Rich, um, we go to the votes. So, Jordan. Yeah. Nothing. Never mind. Okay. Cool. Never mind. Don't make me. Uh. All right. So who are you going to vote for? Um, you know what's funny is since we didn't actually we pause, didn't I didn't write me it down. Neither. So uh, this is a free form version. Just okay. So we always talk about what alliance are you coming from, right? So we already talked about it a little bit, but if I was outside of the alliance, Mm -hmm. I would have tried to flip Kelly and go for Sue. Rudy. Ah, you're right. Rudy was a better move. She would not flip on Sue. Not at this juncture. It would have to be Rudy. That would be the only one in the alliance. So that's that's the play. Yes. Yeah. If if Colleen and Jervis were half as smart as they think they were, um, they would have gone to Kelly, been like, we need to get Rudy out. Yeah, because there's a lot of cases to be made about him, too. He's a fucking asshole. He's mm-hmm. eating all their food. And also, he, doesn't he just goes along with anything. anything. He doesn't he, take onus of any of the votes. Yes, he's like, oh, exactly. well, the girl decided that, or like, blah, blah, blah. Like, yeah. he, he's the one that needs to go, because so he is the... That's the pl- yeah, fucking play. he's the follower yes. that Richard loves, because uh, he just says, you tell me what to vote, and I'll do it. That's one of the things he said earlier in the season. He's like, whatever you guys decide, just let me know, and I'll do the same just thing. just here for shits and giggles, really, at the yeah. end of the day, like... Yeah, so it's Rudy. So that would be the one if we were in the position of least power. And if we were part of, like, if we were part Richard of the or Sue, basically. I would have gone for Sean. 
Yeah. I know. I, I know. We always say it because we hate. I him. know. This is the one day that I was like, maybe not, Sean. <laughs> but I, I think, uh, I think getting Jervis out was a good move because, if if we look at the reward challenge and the immunity challenge today, anyways. He is a Sue strong and Rich competitor. were right there, though. Exactly. And well, then, yeah, that's so true. So the next person or the person that's always in the mix with them is Jervis. So, yes, makes so sense. So that makes sense. Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, that's done. Well, so those are the votes, basically. <laughs> Jervis votes for Sean. Sue votes for Jervis. Colleen votes for Sean, saying, and I quote, he's a putz, which is cute. Uh, when they started voting for Sean, I was like, y'all have really given up, haven't mm-hmm. you? Like, you aren't you guys even are trying the dumbest. to follow the alliance you think you might maybe have built. Yeah. Um, and the final vote was four for Jervis. Mm-hmm. So there he goes. Kelly voted Jervis. Sean voted Jervis, which was, well, no one explained that. Yeah. Why? Alphabetical. Yep. Because he's still oh, doing he's alphabetical. Back on alphabetical. <laughs> I'm not here to make friends. I'm here to win. I didn't come on the show to make friends. Thank you for listening to. Sorry, that was so aggressive. <laughs> Thank you for listening to Back to Reality, a reality TV time machine. I am Alex Allwine. I'm Jordan Skinner. If you want to contact us, you can tweet us at thisisb2r or email us at thisisb2r at gmail.com. Thank you so much. Love you so much. Bye. Thank you. Oh, don't forget our Patreon page. We also have a Patreon page uh, that is also thisisb2r. So if you want to donate, thanks. Donate. Do it. Thanks. Bye. Next week on Back to Reality. Next week on Back to Reality, we watch Survivor Season 1, Episode 11, A Betrayer Revealed. Hmm. Just kidding. That's the description. <laughs> the episode is called Long Hard Days. Ooh, Ooh Long hard, hard Days. Yeah. Great. <laughs> may keep that. There's a yacht. And the yes. breakdown in someone, the alliance. Someone wins a yacht, I guess? Uh, no, just one night in the one yacht. One night on a yacht. Yeah. That makes way more sense yeah. than winning a yacht. Yeah. And the Toggy Alliance breaks down. Allegedly, 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 allegedly. Damn it, Kelly! <laughs>